This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. Couldn't think of a different word today. A different word? I always, like, right before I say it, I'm like, I'm not going to say lovely. I'm going to say something else. And, like, last week I did thirsty. Um, This week I just didn't have... Nothing came to mind. The rumbly tumbly? The rumbly tumbly Desi. That just doesn't sound right. Uh, This week... It yeah. sounds right. You are the only person in the world I know that records the sound of her stomach so she can Snapchat it to people. Oh, should I play <laughs> that for people? I can play that right now, actually. I don't know if the mic will pick it up. You can try. My phone died. Oh, well, Whatever. No, you're not going to be able to play it at all. No. Shucks. Well, we could. We could edit it in there right here. We could, but that's work. You didn't I pause. That's work that I really don't feel like doing when the episode has to go out tonight. Right here. No. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe my phone's dead. Now I'm ready to say, time out. Your phone dies 5,000 times a day. What do you mean you can't believe your phone's dead? I'm not even on it that much. I know, but you have a phone from, you know, 2013. That's what happens. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my conservative side. That's why you're still with me. This is true. (laughs) You're not broke yet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Not far from it. Anyway, um, I am first this evening, so I'm going to start. And I'm going to start with a little bit of science, a little nature. Ooh, I like science and nature. I forced oh. you to go on a nature walk this weekend. You did. It was really cool. We went to this place with these really old trees and like just humongous pine trees. It was really it cool. It was not the red California redwood. Well, no, we're in northern Minnesota. We went a few miles. It's called the Lost away. 40. Yeah. And kind of a cool story how it like, how it's there. <laughs> how people can make mistakes every day. Yeah. Like, you know, the loggers just missed it when mapping and so. But it's. It's a good error because now we get to benefit from the beauty of it. Exactly. When, you know, the rest of the trees in the area are much smaller because logging has, you know, gone through and taken them all away. And they were supposed to take these away. They They didn't. They just missed them. So now, and now it's like a state park thing, like natural thing. It's a Chippewa State Park. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Anyway, well, I'm not in Chippewa State Park. I'm not in a forest. I'm going to talk about a plant. A plant. A plant. Um, this plant is known as the um, Jim Jim Pie. I had to look it up to make sure get the pronunciation right. Jim Pie. The Jim Pie. Its um, nickname is the suicide plant. Whoa. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, it is found. Is it poisonous? Uh, well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It is. Uh, Hurry up, Alan. <laughs> it it uh, it's found in Eastern Australia. Papua New Guinea and Indonesia. Okay. And if you know anything about Australia, everything's deadly. You know, the animals, the plant life. There's so many deadly things in Australia. There's but, there's more desert on the island than there is yes. greenery. The interesting thing about this plant, and it being called the suicide plant, this plant does not kill you. Okay. It makes you feel like you wanted to kill yourself or something? The stinging hairs deliver a potent neurotoxin that when touched um can cause pain for years 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 oh my god 
<laughs> um, it's described like being burned by hot acid and <gasps> electrocuted at the same time. Years. Years. Years if it gets, if they, I mean, it, it, it's extremely painful. Basically, the leaves of the plant have very fine hairs that if stuck into you, that that's how it gets into you. That's how it hurts you. And these hairs are so fine and dense that if you don't get them all out and one of them breaks off in you, that's where the years of pain come in. That would be my luck. We're not allowed to go there. The The most effective way to remove it is a hot wax treatment to try to get it all off. I could tolerate that. <laughs> However, uh, if you've never been waxed, you would probably cry like a little I'm sure baby. I would. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I, I would. I love watching the videos where they have the guys. And I don't know why, because I could never do it. The nose plucking. The wax. Mm, yeah. How on earth, if you've never been waxed before, would you ever think it's a good idea to stick hot wax up no. your nostril? No. Let it dry with the Q-tip and then try to rip it out. Not alone, not only are you going to have to rip it out all by yourself once, <laughs> no. there's going to be a round two and you already know what's coming. <sighs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Anyway, um, this plant um, has another uh, attribute in that every summer it sheds these needles like crazy. So you have so to it's very easy. walk with... <laughs> you don't have to even don't touch ever the plant. Just come near it. And you will be stung. Don't ever wear flip flops in Australia. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. It, uh, you know, of course, it affects humans and also, you know, other animals, horses, dogs. You know, most animals that come in contact. There are a few um, insects that aren't affected by it that will. There's eat usually the plant. the plant does have a fruit, which is also covered with needles that are, <laughs> that are extremely painful. But it uses a fruit fruit to try to you know, bring in people and or bring in its prey and uh, kill them, I guess. I don't know. So it's a current... Car- it's not, not really. It's not really... It, 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 the, the spreading of the plant is helped by its victims and those needles spreading from one spot to another. So it's hmm. kind of how it, how it spreads. So. so do you think that burning sensation is maybe... Because the plant is trying to grow and it can't because you're not soil? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. It. Uh, I guess it's possible. But that's weird for it, years. Uh, there are some, um, there also are some birds and a, a, a couple mammals that don't seem to have an issue at all and have no problem and they can eat it. Uh, the article I was looking at did not ha- list what mammals they were. It does list a bunch of animals that are affected by it you know, very bad. But yeah, this is, it's got the nickname, the suicide plant, not because it kills you, because it causes so much pain for such a long period of time Yeah, that you want to kill yourself. And many people have. Why? Oh, I could imagine going insane within a week, but still like. Yeah. I'm, I, I guess I just can't imagine the pain, I guess that if it was, if it was really that bad that, uh, I, I would be like, sedate me and rip the skin off of my arm. Make it stop. You know? You know. But that's, uh, that's my first story. The suicide plant. That's Australia, crazy. Where everything can kill you. That's crazy. 
Okay, well, what I'm going to talk about, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it, it's the wheel, the urine wheel. Did you say urine wheel or ear in wheel? Urine. Urine. Okay. That's what I thought I heard. I'm just making sure. I've never heard of the urine wheel, no. I have thoughts in my head right now (laughs) (laughs) of like, you know, like a... um, a, a water wheel like that makes electricity kind of no. thing and you pee on it <laughs> that's what i'm thinking right now. <laughs> no <laughs> so it's the urine wheel and the uroscopy okay so what this is it's it's what medieval doctors actually used to diagnose you Oh, this has got to be great. <laughs> Medieval doctors weren't the best. It didn't have the best practices when it came to how they diagnose people. Uh, no, and sometimes I wonder about our own practices oh, and yes. how we're going to look at per- them in years I, 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 I would bet that later. 100 years from now, they're going to think our doctors were absolutely torturous yeah, people. Yeah, ripped open someone's chest with that tool? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. So here's here's one of the urine wheels. You can look at that. Why I talk about this? Yeah, okay. Um, so modern medicine urine samples are it's a routine thing. Like go pee in a cup, and they'll test your urine for some things. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can diagnose some illnesses, and it diagnosed illnesses up until the mid the middle of the 19th century, actually. Okay. So the history of the Euroscopy, it's traced back to ancient Greek and Roman periods. Uh, one of the most re-owned physicians of the classical period uh, was the Hippocrates. Okay. And instructions for the examination of urine can be found in the Corpus Hippocratesum. Um, this is a complication of the medical text by a various by various authors belonging to the so-called school of Hippocrates. So this is kind of a chart. This is a medical chart. A, a chart showing it's the color of your urine and what's wrong. It's with like you. the color wheel. Okay, yeah. So you know you want to know what color schemes to use. You use the wheel to figure it out. I mean, this like, is a wheel to figure out what the patient should be diagnosed with. When I was in the military and we were in like um, desert training situations, every bathroom had this—not a wheel, but it had a chart on it. It showed you, you know, look at your urine and are you drinking enough water by the color of your urine. So everybody should know by looking at your urine. I understand this, <laughs> but this is you know. If it's dark yellow, drink water. Yes. If it's clear, you're probably good. Yes. <laughs> um, so with this, though, it was during the Middle Ages that the the Euroscopy became a significant method of the medical examination. And one possible reason for the fact um, that during this time, it was considered socially unacceptable to directly examine a patient or even uh, to disrobe him or her. Oh, my gosh. So, Unex- well, I find it funny because socially of all the torture that they put people yeah. through, like the torture chambers they have. I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, you know, okay. It, maybe it was a difference of classes. You know, it was may have been socially unacceptable to... Um, touch somebody during a diagnosis if they were an upper class person and not a peasant or something. I don't, I really don't know. It's just a guess. I, or the fact that male doctor trying to examine a female and Mm -hmm. the whole chastity belt type thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the observation of a person's urine, a physician 
would hope would help the diagnosis of her his or her illness. Okay. Um. So the urine wheel is divided into twenty different parts, each of which shows different colors of urine. In addition to observing the urine. It may be assumed that the physician of the Middle Ages also relied on the sense of taste and smell. I was waiting for that. I really was hoping you were not going to say taste. <laughs> <laughs> and as the taste and smell of the patient's urines, urine uh, were infected by the illness, they would suffer from um, and generally correspond with specific odors, which hmm. makes sense. Because when sense. I'm, I mean, I'm sick, there yeah. are times I'm like, what the bleep? I mean, <laughs> we had asparagus for dinner today. I will smell that later. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like, yeah, no, I ain't going into that one. <laughs> so uh, the variations of urine smells and tastes were also described in the urine wheel. Um, an example that they had in here, which I'm sure anybody who's related to somebody with diabetes would understand this. Mm-hmm. Um and I could picture some doctor anyways. So English physician Thomas Willis noted that the urine of a diabetic patient tasted wonderfully sweet as if it was imbued oh. with honey oh. and su- or sugar. <laughs> Your reaction, I'm sorry. I can't, just the thought of, yeah, no. But just hearing that description, I could picture this doctor like, well, I'm just going to take this with me for the road. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that ran through my head, but they didn't call it diabetes back then, but uh, mellitus is what it was called back then, but it makes sense. Diabetes, insulin, sugar, your body's extracting it because it's not using it it the way it should be. It makes sense. It's just a... An interesting way to diagnose it. Uh, but Well, I think it was a good example, though, to well, yeah. kind of explain. Um, there's another one, like the chemical analyst that takes over for this urine wheel, because we've heard of different colors. I mean, red, yeah, that's clearly like blood yeah, that's or something. Um, I've had it where it's come out monster color. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to stop drinking energy drinks. Energy drinks as they recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there's other things that could happen. I've heard of people eating too much carrots or um, vitamin C. Vitamin yeah, C has know. affected me. I've been take when I was taking zinc and vitamin C like mm-hmm. a year or two ago, I was taking them together and it, things started coming out orange and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> you just need to take some vitamin P and you'll be all good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, um, there was in the 19th century the urine of George the Third of the United Kingdom. Um, he was reported to ha- reported as having purple in color, purple. Um, and it was a sign that he was suffering from for forphyria. Hmm. I don't know what that is, but is that- it was he was a little bit. It was a nervous system disorder. Okay. He kind of was losing it. I was going to say maybe it was an addiction to beets, but <laughs> beets will change your color too. Yes, they will. But they have like green on here. I'm like, what'll change your urine green? Weird. Like bile from your yeah, liver? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not I a mean, medical doctor, but I thought this was kind of interesting, especially the whole. Um, they would drink your urine just. To, I'm sure. I, I'm sure the practice wasn't super duper accurate, but I'm sure it was somewhat accurate that's why it became a practice because they you know found you know 
similarities in people's urine. Wish these charts were in English. <laughs> yeah, that I was looking at it, trying to read the chart. They're not and like, in I English. I couldn't. The writing was really small, so I wasn't sure if it was even what language it was. Well, here's the other chart. It's a little bit bigger, but it's okay. not in English yeah, at all. No. It's like it's that's really cool. It's though. in I mean, Lord of the Rings writing. I always find it interesting how medicine worked, or you know, in medieval times and stuff. I find it's usually very barbaric and gross, but and this is kind of gross if they're tasting your urine. But the doctor's only tasting the urine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think the doctor's tasting the urine or he has some assistant tasting the urine? <laughs> I tell just, me what it tastes like. I don't know. How much does the doctor get paid and he's, is he well taken care I of? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know what it, but I don't know how, how high class of being a doctor was back in the day. It might not have been a big deal. I have no idea. You know. No idea. Hmm. That's cool. So I thought so. That's why I brought it to the table. That is cool. That is cool. Now beat that. Okay, I'm going to try. Yeah, right. Um, You're going to Debbie Downer us. I'm going to go over a list. Oh, great. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go over the entire list because it's a list of 50 things. We don't need to cover Holy buckets. You're trying to things. top me here. But I found um, Time Magazine recently did um, a list. They, you know, basically the pulled their editors and all their writers and they got together and decided to come up with the 50 worst inventions. The 50 worst inventions. 50 worst inventions. And I thought, well, it, and then I looked at the list and I'm like, well, okay, some of these aren't that bad. I know some of these, I don't know what they are even, but many of them I do. And some of them aren't that bad. I, so I'm kind of curious, like in the back of my head, I'm like trying to name something, no. but I can't even think of anything that would be on the list. This list is in no particular order, so there's not like a worst, you know, I'm just not starting with the worst or anything like that. This is just in a random is order. Is there anything called the dingle hopper on there? I do not see a dingle hopper. Darn it. The first one on the list is the Segway. Segway, that sounds familiar. Sco- it's like a stand-up sco- automatic scooter thing that you, that people ride around. I thought it was really cool. Oh. I thought, I Isn't that like Mall Cop? Yes, yes. Mall Cop rolled, rode a Segway. Okay. Yes. So according to them, that's one of, the, one of the worst. The second one on the list here I 100% agree with. I remember living through this time. New Coke was one of the worst inventions of all New time. New Coke? Yeah, when Coca-Cola decided to make a new formula and called it new coke they got rid of the old coke and it was so gross and then they came back with coca-cola classic which is what we now have today which is a a version of the older recipe but yeah new coke it was horrible they probably did that on purpose Knowing that if it was, people switched they did. From it was it was it, it was found out later. It was a massive marketing scheme to to just just try to gin up you know press basically to get. Well, I didn't thinking see that. Coke I was anymore. thinking the original Coke was made with sugar, mm-hmm. and that's going to taste better than with corn syrup. Yeah, it, that was part of it too. It was the new Coke was a switch to corn syrup, but also many other things, uh, many other. Um, the, the recipe changed drastically. So they when they switched back like, to Coke Classic, they kept the corn syrup, but they went back to the more closer to the original recipe, minus the actual cocaine that used They probably to had aspartame in it, too, to make it sugar-free. Probably. probably. And then people went 
ew, gross. And then they decided to put it in all diet products. I don't know if you know the third one on here, but I am very familiar with it. Do you know Clippy? Why does that sound familiar? Clippy was Clippy. a little thing that would pop up on your computer. <gasps> yes, on the little clip, thing, and it's and he would like, help you with things in Windows. How can I help you? Exactly. So I don't see how is that a bad of invention? Clippy's like it's annoying. I mean, it's annoying, but not Clippy as annoying annoyed as me. further down the list is the pop-up ad and spam. Those I agree are horrible inventions. They are. <laughs> um, Agent Orange. The yeah, of yeah. course, so, absolutely horrible. Uh, the Nintendo Virtual Boy. I always wanted one when I was a kid. What is that? It was a virtual reality headset from the late 80s, early 90s. I feel nauseous just thinking of it. Everybody that owned one felt nauseous playing it. And it was all in a, not in black and white, but black and red. Ew. Like, so everything you played was in a black and red. Well, picture. actually, if you think about it, though, back then the computers were black and green. Yeah, I mean it, the black and red. I'm sure was just easier to easier to produce, but it was it did not sell well. It was horrible. It made people sick. It was, yeah. Uh, here's one that you know for sure, Farmville. I remember Farmville. You knew that because when we started dating, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's funny. That, see, things like Farmville. I don't think, why would you think it's one of the worst inventions of all time? It was just a game that millions of people I played and I only loved. played it because I, I was a single parent and it was something for me to do after my child went to bed mm-hmm. and I literally had nothing to do. There was nothing on TV, mm-hmm. so I would play Farmville. Yeah. I was more of a gamer back then than I am now. <laughs> Uh anyway (laughs) playing farmville on facebook um let's see what else we got here hair in a can that was a horrible invention i remember remember infomercials for hair in a can you know oh my god is that like on the top of your head and it would your bald spot would go away oh my god painting hair on yourself (gasps) i just saw a picture recently they were like comparing um What's his face? That exercise dude, Richard Simmons, Richard Simmons. and Polly Shore. Okay. Like their father son. And Richard Simmons, I swear, is still using that crap. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. If it you look at that picture, me. you pull up a picture that's comparing them. You just look at his head and I'm like, wow, it's really weird that his hair looks so thin, but it's got a really nice hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that some of my family members do not want to see on this 50 worst inventions list. Tanning beds. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Sorry, but Time Magazine thinks it's a horrible invention. I think a lot of people would disagree. And a lot of people would argue that it is, though, too. Oh, no. And, and yeah, there's, there's arguments on both sides, for sure. For sure. Um, plastic grocery bags. Okay. I mean, plastic's a problem. I can understand that. Uh, Snuggies for dogs. For dogs? <laughs> Guess so. I was going to say, we have a Snuggie, but then you finish with dogs. Yeah. Uh, there's this one. Oh, I know. I remember what this, this is. Head on. Do you remember head on? It sounds familiar. Like, it's like acne. You know, or... it, it came in a, a tube, almost like a glue stick. And it was, you'd rub it on your head if you had a headache. I have something like that, but it's a Norwex product. It's like lavender with like menthol. This stuff didn't work at all. I I remember trying it because I had headaches a lot when I was younger. I think I I remember trying trying it it once. It did not work at all. 
Uh, just to, let's see what else we got here. A bunch of stuff I'm not sure about that, that I don't even, I don't know what comfort wipe is. No idea. Fake ponytails. I don't really care. Yeah, I know what those are. They were so stupid because most, they came in like five colors and nothing ever matches my hair. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> the uh, vibrating ab belt. I remember those. I don't remember those. Like they were supposed to I'd strengthen probably, your abs. It well, I was going to say, because they have machines that still vibrate yeah, for exercise. And I'm like, how does that even work? No idea. I don't even see resistance in that. And I'm kind of a techie, and I've never heard of Microsoft Bob. <laughs> never heard of it, but it's also, I guess it's a horrible invention. So, yeah, just some Time Magazine's list of the 50 worst inventions well if you want to get all 50 go check it out if you want to get all 50 the link will be on the website that yeah i'm probably gonna check it out just because some of those i'm like oh my god a lot of them just don't seem that bad i think i could think of much worse things like you know gas chambers weren't on here anywhere and yeah not everybody would probably think that's a bad invention though no i'm sure not crocs yeah crocs are on the list crocs are on the list i mean what's a hula chair i don't know i have no idea that I had to look like you're, mm-hmm. and the first thing I saw was Crocs, and I'm like, I don't wear them, but I know so many people. Our kids, Our kids love wear Crocs to wear them. That is so crazy. Okay, pay toilets. T- yeah, oh can, my gosh! <laughs> you can tell some of these are like just opinions of some Time Magazine writer who's like. God, I hate Crocs, you know, so they're going to be the worst invention of all time, even though there's no reason for it. They just stylishly don't like them. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Funny. Yeah, go check it out. Pay toilets. Definitely. magazines were a horrible invention time. (laughs) (laughs) No, they weren't. I know. I was just kidding. Okay, so my second story is about Sesame Street. Sesame Street? I love Sesame Street. It's down the dark alleys. Oh no! Of Sesame Street. We're gonna ruin Sesame Street. We're not gonna me, ruin it, and I can guarantee you, you already know of two of these things. Okay. Two of them. Um. Maybe three. Okay. This first one, though, I don't think you would know. So, Big Bird. Okay. Um, he's eight foot two. As we all know, and he's the yellow giant. I didn't know he was eight foot two. I mean, I knew he was tall, obviously. Eight foot two. Um, he's one of the original puppets on the street and still graces our television screens with love, compassion, happiness. So he's still on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's happy-go-lucky, as you know. He mm-hmm. sings a lot. Well, he's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Um, back in the early 80s, though, NASA reached out to the creators of Sesame Street with an interesting proposal. Okay. Because they were wanting to be more well-known and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a good way to get kids interested in, in science and space and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the NASA team was eager to gain some public attention. And um, with their newly developed space shuttle, the Challenger mission. Mm. And... And Big Bird was supposed to actually go up in space with the puppeteer, Carol um, Spinley. Okay. The only reason why it didn't happen, they're assuming, is because he was eight foot two. He was a little too tall to be put in a seat. Thank goodness. Uh Uh-huh. 
that would have so been devastating if Big Bird blew up. Could you imagine? I mean, it was a any child that wanted to be enough, an but, astronaut. That dream was over because they just oh, watched their favorite Big Bird. Oh my get gosh! Blown thank, up. Thank goodness it didn't work out because that would have been. I mean, it was. It, uh, it obviously it's a horrible story, but if Big Bird would have blown up in that, that would have been. They that would have been my childhood, and I would have probably lost interest in science. They would have had to have a whole week of special episodes about death instead of, you know, the couple they've had that have been really good. But, but yeah, so luckily Big Bird did not end up being able to go to space. That's good. Good so, for Big Bird. <laughs> yes, good for most people's childhood yes. not being ruined because i'm sorry when mr hooper died mm-hmm. that was devastating, was devastating. To me. yeah i agree so and most people don't even know who that is well, people our age do for sure yes so and i'm 24 um okay yes i'm 24 so uh big bird bird and snuffy this one i feel like you know uh in 1971 to nineteen eighty four. Five, the shaggy brown monster, Mr. Snuffleupagus, was totally ambiguous character, and he was introduced to the show as the imaginary friend that only Big Bird could see. Mm-hmm. I, I knew swear that. Snuffy we was had a my conversation favorite. about Snuff, this. Snuffy was my favorite character on Sesame Street. So during, and I think it was because when I was a little kid, I had an imaginary friend. And so I kind of connected with, with Snuffy. And... So Snuffy, um, and I remember this, but I don't remember the imaginary friend part of it. Mm-hmm. But Snuffy, he would uh, shuffle off and totally miss everyone's arrival. And every time um, they'd leave, he'd show up mm-hmm. and he'd just miss them. Yeah, I do remember that, accident. but I don't remember why. I didn't remember he was an imaginary yep. friend. So um, an episode in the early 80s on 60 Minutes gave a reason to think twice about the portrayal of Snuffy as Big Bird's imaginary friend. The issue of child abuse became particularly prominent because most kids mm-hmm. have imaginary friends. I'm yeah. not saying you were abused or anything, mm-hmm. but um, you were also an only child. Mm-hmm. So uh, the last thing writers wanted was kids thinking that they couldn't talk to their parents with important or difficult information in the fear that they wouldn't be believed because okay. nobody believed Big Bird. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big Bird. Yep. Like, after the, I remember watching, because I watched a clip on this, which I think is in this article, but I was thinking about it. I'm like, I do remember that, but I never, I was so young, I didn't it put didn't it click. together. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the cloak wearing count vampire versus Dracula. So, what do you think? Huh. I've always thought of him as Dracula or a vampire. I'm confused. I'm confused too. But vampire versus Dracula is the thing. It's okay. uh, while Count von Count was originally modeled uh, off of Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, they had reasons to believe that the cape-wearing, castle-dwelling puppet is a vampire. According to many claims on the Muppet fan wiki page, the character has been described as number-friendly vampire and the numerical vampire. However, according to the Count's official uh, biography Mm -hmm. page, um, he's not specifically listed as such, but 
why is Sesame Street so set on Dracula inspiration? Who knows? Who knows? So, but in tradition, folklore, vampires, this I didn't know, are said to have uh, severe uh, arrhythmia. The county. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the county. Yep. So, like OCD, Mm -hmm. um, where individuals become obsessed with counting absolutely everything around them, aside from the fact that vampires also quite obviously have huge fangs, which the count does, Mm -hmm. um, is known to puncture humans and drink their blood. So, this is probably why it's not on his page that he's a vampire. Probably. And Probably. it's just stuck to the count. Yes. Um, or dra- like Dracula. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I don't know if you remember this guy, but after I saw the video, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally remember this character. Okay. Don Music. No? I Rox, don't think he's so. retired, though, from the characters, but I remember him. Uh, if near-death explosions, imaginary friends, and OCD wasn't enough, a few characters are worth mentioning uh, for other eyebrow reasons or eyebrow-raising reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, while only on screen for a short period of time, Don Music became a quick fan favorite, and I remembered him. I liked him. Writing hit songs like Mary Had a Bicycle and Drive, Drive, Drive a Car, uh, he was quite the clever lyricist. However, as a musician, he was bound by a few frustrating mistakes at the piano. And to voice his frustration, he'd after, often begin shouting and throwing his head against the instrument. <laughs> um, naturally, kids at home began following oh, yeah, this behavior, yeah, leading to some headaches, injuries. Needless to say... He had to retire. Yeah, I don't don't remember him at all. Maybe I would if I saw him. Like if I watched I remember, the video, like, I might remember. It was it, he'd play the piano and he'd be like, "No, no, no," and just start pounding his head <laughs> on the keys. Interesting. And it was like, but to me, I think they did it because sometimes when kids get frustrated, yep, yeah, that's what that's happens. What happens? Yes. Definitely some kids definitely but, get there. But I could definitely see where <laughs> it's kind of showing somebody an example of, let's yeah. try this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to steer kids who aren't already doing that into doing that. Exactly. You know? yeah. So Cool. I love Sesame Street. It's such a good show. I, I liked Mr. Rogers I, better. So, 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 so did I. I always liked Mr. Rogers better. I just think of Sesame Street as, first of all, that it's still on. It's crazy. Well, Mr. Rogers would probably still be on if he wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah. It's a little easier with Sesame Street because you can have other people playing the characters. But I find it amazing that, you know, Sesame Street was done by PBS and public television for so long. And now they're done by HBO, which just seems weird. That just doesn't seem right. But HBO thought it was a good purchase, and I'm sure... You know, they were looking to bring kids to the platform. Well, of course. Who doesn't love Sesame Street and then the market on it, on top of it? HBO did have a history of puppet shows, like Fraggle Rock was an HBO show. Well, they were all done by the same person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. So. But, cool, cool. All right. My final story. Dun, dun, dun. It's got a little bit of COVID in it. At least my story will cheer us all back up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things are, anytime, any th- time you need to gather people together right now, it's really difficult. And it's uh, not an yes. easy thing to do. And 
one of the most difficult things I can imagine to do right now would be to try to plan a wedding. Yeah, I couldn't picture that right now. No, it would be very difficult. <laughs> but uh, one couple had an idea. So they put together their invitation, and I'm going to read you their wedding invite. Okay. It looks like it's going to be hard to read because it looks yeah, like a very dark piece of paper. Is, it, is. Um, it says, important notice, dear friends and family, please understand that our venue is limited in the number of guests we'll be able to accommodate for our wedding day. As much as we would love to have each and every one of you join us on our big day, we are forced to split our guests into groups to ensure we are not, do not surpass our capacity res, uh, restrictions. Group A, please RSVP as soon as possible. We appreciate your promptness and will be able to extend any vacant seats to additional guests. Group B and C, please closely watch our website, wedding website for a notice that we have space available. If you already know that you're unable, if you already know that you're unable to join us, it's helpful if you decline via RSVP on the website. That's sad. If possible, we encourage our guests to hire a babysitter for the night and leave your children at home. As much as we love your kids, we are doing our best to make space for like all the guests we can. Also, we ask for our single guests to forego their plus one if possible. We appreciate your understanding. Hopefully nobody gets offended for being in B and C, and but I would assume of A the, is like at the bottom relatives. of the notice it says you are in group A, B, or C. As you can imagine, some people were are gonna not get mad. Happy oh, of course. Some people I already hear friends in my head and I'm like I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you're not my family. Some people were, you know, very understanding, you know, but Many, many of their friends were not, you know, especially the people who found themselves in group B and C, and they thought it was very, you know, very rude for them to have to wait to see if there's a spot at these people's weddings. And Those are the people I go, I love you dearly, but please just stay home. Yes. And this is, a, I, I kind of feel bad for the couple because I understand it's really, it, this would be a super hard thing to plan at this time. But you probably should just, if you had this idea, just send out a few invites. Find out if people are coming. If you but get people nobody out, send out RSVPs. Don't like send all of them out at the same time saying, okay. And then at the bottom of it, it basically says, okay, here's how we think of you. You're in this group. That's kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, but they probably had like. Family was probably in A. Yeah, probably. Because if they're anything like me, I have a ginormous family, and my family alone would take up all the space, and I'd probably have to tell some of my family, you know what, and I bet the rest of my family would be in B, and Mm. then my friends would be in C. And if people in C didn't understand that, I'm sorry, all my friends are in C, because my family is so big, I couldn't invite all of my family to the wedding. Yeah, but this, uh, this invite... Uh, blew up on Reddit. Yeah, I saw it on Reddit. It was about three weeks ago when this. Uh, That's sad, kind of though. Blew up. But I, I, I kind of felt bad. I mean, and I understand nobody RSVPs. So planning a wedding is got to be almost impossible because how do you know what to what to plan for? Because people don't RSVP, and now in a situation where you can only have so many people, 
in and a gathering. You've probably been planning this for yeah, a year now. Exactly, exactly. And all the people got the saved dates. And, and now they're just like, uh, all these people are expecting you to come. And, and you want people to be there if they can so you don't want to just do the okay we'll just invite the family but there's other people you want to be there and what if some of them can't come you'd love to have them there so i mean they obviously were trying to accommodate that but it blew up in their face it blew up in their face and it blew up on reddit and of course reddit will blow up anything if it gets the chance so if i got married right now nobody would be invited that's a good idea how about the person you were marrying? Would you invite him? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to bring this up a little. It's going to be very debatable, even though I'm not on the positive side of it. Okay. But we all know I like to bring toys to the table mm-hmm. and talk about, I can't believe there's a toy out there like this. Like the Norwal one I brought mm-hmm. to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was a British toy. Okay. And it is off the market already. You can go to Amazon and pull this up, though, and it'll say currently unavailable. Okay. On Amazon. <laughs> um, the Peekaboo Pole Dancing Kit. What? For kids. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yep, believe it or not, uh, there was a British company. They produced a stripping pole toy for young girls to practice their pole dancing. Oh, pole God. dancing has become a thing for exercise and stuff, but still, no, I yeah. would never, but ever, that, ever. That's an adult thing, it, in my opinion. Yes. My opinion. Children my opinion. Please, not. nobody hate me over my opinion if you disagree with me. <laughs> um, fortunately, some... Officials uh, decided to yank it from the shelves, but sadly, and not before dozens were bought. Um, Can you imagine? Uh, (laughs) That's Uh, that's like, what'd you get for Christmas? I got stripper Barbie. Oh, (laughs) oh, it gets better. It gets better. Just wait. The marketing campaign for the product is, it was pretty good. Uh, Unleash the sex kitten inside. Simply extend the peekaboo pole inside the tube slip on the sexy tunes and away you go and this is intended for children uh ages 11 and up oh my gosh and it also included a sexy garter fake dollar bills and instruction video on how to use the pole like a pro oh my i mean Yep. When you first started telling it, even halfway through your story, I'm thinking, okay. This is a joke. This is a product that was created and people are, like, maybe, because you said, like, there's exercise poles and stuff or whatever. So maybe that's what it was and it wasn't really recreated to make them seem like a stripper. But it comes with fake dollar bills. Obviously, you know what this is created for. There's just this no is created about for it. What's about it? kids and, yeah. I mean, there's reviews on Amazon, too. <laughs> it's not. It is horrible. It doesn't surprise me quite so much. I mean, walk around any uh, store that has costumes around Halloween, and it's sexy nurse and sexy maid and in children's sizes. And yeah. so it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really surprise me, but it's horrible. Like, 
This should not be a product. It's a, not a product anymore. They pulled it from the market. Well, yeah, it yeah. was removed, but they did have it on there for a little bit. Even the the picture, it's like Barbie with the bikini on. Yeah, this is it's like literally like this is horrible. So it it was quite interesting. But yeah, there was like I was on the UK Amazon site. Yeah, and there were like four reviews, and then I was on um, Amazon dot com mm-hmm. for us. And there were like eight reviews and I read them and I was just like, <laughs> there were a couple I was just like, okay. Were any of them positive reviews? Oh, yeah. Like somebody was saying um, how their daughter <laughs> could earn some great money by learning <laughs> stuff oh because gosh. she did it for a little while herself and got herself through college. I mean, and I'm just like, why would you push that as an adult if that is how you wish to make your living or decide to make your living that is your decision your choice you have every right i mean i could see it if you're using it as exercise like you aren't bringing it to the table like this is whatever because um using the pull it takes a lot of muscle strength because you've got to hold your entire body up with just your hands and sometimes your legs and stuff like that and, and it, it it takes a lot of the, strength. So, I mean, I get the whole, this wouldn't if you surprise wanted to do it for exercise, was, but this was not being sold for exercise. This would be fine if it was being sold as an adult product in some novelty store or something, you know, hey. Well, that's what it looks pole. like it is what it looks from the like. package. But, and the package is ginormous because <laughs> I was watching some other YouTube thing that I came across and they had found this box. It was like a rummage sale mm-hmm. or some estate sale or somewhere. It was like a used toy that was never really open because the dollar bills and stuff were still in the package. Hmm. And they were... It was a guy and two females, and the females used it or whatever, mm-hmm. and to kind of test it out. And the guy, somebody had said, "Do you realize this was made for children?" That's just because blows it was my mind. A, it was huge. It was an actual pole. I mean, ages eleven and up. That's like, could you imagine if somebody bought our daughter that for a gift? I would. Be I could so see somebody offended. I know that would do that. <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there, <laughs> but I would I would say you need to take that and go. So, do you think they have like a a, a pimp costume version for the for the little boys <laughs> to buy? Strippers don't have pimps; that's hookers. They I know, I know they don't. I was just trying to. Have you never watched Pretty Woman? Is, do, you, do you think Do you think there's a Chippendales version for little boys? <laughs> I see what you're saying, Magic Mike. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's horrible. Don't ever probably not. I mean, if you find one in a rummage sale, pick it up. Might be worth something someday, but don't give it to any kids, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they're going to be hard to come by. There's I'm not sure. many out there. I'm sure for I'm kids. Sure. <laughs> for kids, if you're, if you're, I'm sure you can find them for adults. All oh over. yeah, they're all over. I mean, of course, you go on to the Amazon thing and it shows comparison things, yeah. but they're all for adults. For this adults. was the only child. Child version. I mean, they could have even lied on the packaging and, you know, made a little smaller version and said it was for little people instead of children. <laughs> I don't know. No. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to comment on any of the stories or yell at us for any of our opinions tonight, 
You can do that. By I think s- they were good opinions. No, so do I. So do I. You that's can because there are opinions. Do that so. by sending an email to outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your opinion. Maybe I'm missing something, to Maybe. be honest. Maybe. Educate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, um, you can also come to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast, leave a comment, share our page, you know, mm-hmm. brag about us. You can, you can find us on Twitter and you can also share us there at Outlandish Casts. Our little oddball out. Yes. And you can come to Instagram at Outlandish Outcast Podcast there and you can definitely follow us and and. I'll Follow never us. understand Instagram. I don't understand Instagram or Twitter or... I like Twitter, but Instagram just it confuses me. But anyway, or you can always, always leave us a review or a rating in whatever application you are listening to this show on. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that was, that was, I think that was a good episode. I'm sure you think that was a good episode. So if I don't feel like I was as funny today, mm. but, you know, I just... My voice still isn't back to normal. It's getting there. Mm-hmm. It is getting a lot better. I'm sure that our listeners can tell. Mm-hmm. Well, have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.